Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This morning, restrictions return. New rules now in force across Victoria after an Australian Open quarantine worker tests positive. The tournament now in chaos. Hundreds of players and officials forced to isolate with fears the UK strain could be spreading. Bushfire battle, Western Australia in the grips of an unprecedented crisis. And Israel Folau backlash, the Dragons withdraw interest in the controversial code hopper, putting his NRL return on ice. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Statewide COVID restrictions have been reintroduced in Victoria after an Australian Open hotel quarantine worker tested positive. Judah fears the 26-year-old man could have, could have the mutant UK strain of the virus. Masks must now be worn indoors and private indoor gatherings have been reduced to 15 people. Plus, the move to increase the cap on office workers has been halted. All of these things are well understood. I think the community knows and understands that what starts with one case, uh, if you want to keep it at very small numbers, we all have to play our part. And the most important thing, every single viewer, listener, every single Victorian, if you've got symptoms, please go and get tested and don't wait a moment. A number of exposure sites have been identified across Melbourne, including at Noble Park, Keysborough, Brighton, Brandon Park, Springvale and Heatherton. The venues, dates and times can all be found on the 7 News website. The hotel quarantine leak has forced up to 600 Australian Open players and officials to isolate until they receive a negative COVID test result. There are now concerns about whether or not the event can go ahead on Monday as scheduled. At this stage, there's no impact to uh, the tournament proper. I must say that's important to us, but the issues we're most focused on is much broader, uh, and that's about public health and public safety, and that's why we've you know, really pounced on this very quickly. Health authorities are still working out how long the security guard was infectious for. New South Wales health authorities will relax a raft of restrictions from next Friday. Masks will only be mandatory on public transport. The four square metre rule will revert to two square metres, doubling numbers at religious and social venues. Singing and dancing is still considered too high risk in the current environment, so those activities will still not be allowed. The state is now pushing to get on the vaccine priority list due to the high number of returned travellers it processes. Dozens of homes have been destroyed in Perth's bushfire crisis. Now more suburbs are under threat as the inferno continues to grow. Survivors who've made it back to their properties are homeless and heartbroken as they begin the painstaking task of rebuilding. 
This is the moment Pamela found out she just lost everything. I'm okay, but we, we lost the house. Unbreakable steel beams simply melted in the inferno. Oh, don't cry. I'll be all right. I'll be all right, Joe. I'll be okay. I just can't quite see how... what you could do here, to be honest, at the moment. Wouldn't know where to start. Others don't know how they'll get their next meal or where they'll spend the next night. Don't know what to do. Yeah. Try not to get emotional. It's horrendous. We just moved in on Sunday and then the fire came through on Monday and we've lost everything. Went outside, so it was raining massive embers and before we knew it, it was on top of us. 71 homes destroyed, more than 9,000 hectares incinerated. Far out. Strong winds put the entire Shady Hills estate in the fire's direct path. Authorities making it clear, ignore lockdown rules if your life is in danger. A city under tough COVID restrictions with a second reason to wear masks. This is a situation the likes of which we have never seen before. A full lockdown and raging bushfires. It could be days before the fire emergency is over. Jeremy Frost, 7 News. Two women accused of abducting and stabbing another woman south of Sydney have this morning been charged. The 24-year-old victim made an incredible escape from her alleged attackers in a scene straight out of a Hollywood movie. An extraordinary escape thanks to this knocked out light. It's certainly rare, certainly uh, very unusual. The unbelievable drama played out on the Hume Highway south of Sydney. A 24-year-old woman abducted and put into the boot of a Commodore. About 11.30 yesterday, a southbound truckie called triple zero, telling police there was a hand hanging out of the back of the car. 20 minutes later, Highway Patrol stopped the Commodore at Berrimer, discovering the woman in the boot. She had injuries or stab wounds to her knee, thigh and forearm. It was just like this Hollywood movie, The Call. A kidnapped victim smashes out a rear light during a high-speed abduction. She waves to a driver who then calls police. Someone's stuck in the trunk. In this real-life drama, police seize the car, taking two women into custody. An 18-year-old female who will allege was the driver of the vehicle and a 24-year-old female passenger were arrested at the scene. Those women now charged with a number of offences, including kidnapping. At this stage, we're still trying to ascertain what motives for the incident were. They've been refused bail to face court today. Taylor Hill, 7 News. Government backbencher Craig Kelly has been put on notice, told he could be punished if he continues to spread misinformation about the coronavirus. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The Prime Minister has been forced to intervene here. He has a Jody with Craig Kelly being given a dressing down by the Prime Minister, accused of damaging the government's vaccination strategy. The Liberal backbencher had been under fire for posting misinformation on social media, including unproven treatments and contradicting official medical advice. That then led to an ugly stoush in the corridors of the press gallery yesterday, with senior Labor MP Tanya Plibersek confronting Mr Kelly, claiming his information campaign could cost lives. 
lives. But it was only after he was hauled into the Prime Minister's office that Mr Kelly released a statement saying, I agreed to support the government's vaccine rollout, saying the spread of misinformation can damage the success of our public health response. The Prime Minister also warning that Mr Kelly was at risk of losing his position as chair of a parliamentary committee if he didn't rein it in. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Two teenagers who allegedly led police on a car chase before fleeing into bushland on the Gold Coast have been arrested. The 15- and 16-year-olds were taken into custody at Pimpamar yesterday afternoon. The pursuit began when police spotted a stolen car at a shopping centre. Officers and Polair tracked the vehicle before the teens allegedly abandoned it and fled on foot. A third person was later arrested in relation to the incident. Singing and chanting will be banned at this year's rescheduled Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics due to COVID. Instead, anyone attending the Games will have to limit any shows of support to clapping. It's one of several strict rules being implemented to try to ensure the Games can go ahead safely. Other rules include foreign visitors needing to pass a COVID-19 test 72 hours before leaving for Japan. They'll also be retested several times during their stay. Visitors will also have to wear masks at all times except when eating or sleeping. A civil engineer who travelled repeatedly to North Korea has now gone on trial in Sydney, accused of trying to sell weapons of mass destruction. The first person charged under new WMD laws, police allege he did deals while talking in code to avoid detection. He's the 62-year-old man from Eastwood who allegedly claimed to have links with North Korea's supreme leader, an Aussie civil engineer accused of brokering deals to sell weapons of mass destruction on behalf of North Korea. Chan Han Choi was arrested in December 2017 after Australian Federal Police searched his home and allegedly discovered documents and emails accusing him of doing deals on behalf of North Korea for the five months prior. The court heard he travelled to North Korea on at least seven occasions where he had a bank account containing $600,000. Telephone intercepts and emails allegedly detected coded language, discussion of ornamental trees and pine trees at a nursery, all secret references, the prosecution says, to the sale of missiles. Ultimately, the Crown says, though, none of these supposed deals actually went through. No weapons changed hands, no petrol, coal or other minerals were traded. They say this alleged broker either pulled the plug himself or somehow they were foiled. In fact, the Crown's not even sure who the alleged buyer was supposed to be. His defence says regardless, he didn't intend to provide the brokering service. Putting to the jury, they might well ask, is it all just talk and hot air? The trial is set down for two weeks. Evan Batten, 7 News. A father who punched another man unconscious outside a children's movie has won his appeal against a jail sentence. 33-year-old Wal Amir was seen arguing outside a screening of the film Frozen 2 in Sydney in 2019 before attacking the man. He was given a year in jail, but that's now been reduced to a corrections order. Mr Amir, do you have anything to say to the victim? Not then, but his lawyer said he apologised sincerely. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is falling slightly, the Nasdaq is lifting, in London the FTSE fell, Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, gains were stronger, Japan's Nikkei closed up 284 points, Hong Kong's Hang Seng lifted 59, the All Lords added 63 points, the ASX 262. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,835 US dollars an ounce, oil is 56 US dollars a barrel, the Aussie dollar buying just over 76 US cents, 80 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden have visited the U.S. Capitol to pay their respects to the police officer who was fatally injured during the January 6th riot. Brian Sicknick's cremated remains have been placed in the Capitol's rotunda alongside a trifold American flag. The 42-year-old was among several police officers who were attacked when Donald Trump supporters besieged the Capitol. Millions of people across the UK have joined together to honour fundraising hero Captain Sir Tom Moore. Prime Minister Boris Johnson led a heartfelt clap of thanks in memory of the 100-year-old war veteran who died of COVID. Let's go live now to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld in London. Good morning, Hugh. It was an incredible tribute to a man who inspired a nation. Jody and Captain Sir Tom's family mourning the loss of their father and grandfather have joined in this national clap just in the last half an hour or so outside his home in Bedfordshire, joining uh, millions of people right across Britain in train stations outside the hospital where Captain Sir Tom was being treated for pneumonia and for coronavirus that ultimately took his life earlier this week. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson joining the clap as well as you saw in Downing Street. He said that Captain Sir Tom achieved more in his 100th year than perhaps any centenarian in history. It follows a minute's silence earlier today in the House of Commons, an important moment of acknowledgement as well uh, as MPs joined together uh, to mark uh, Captain Sir Tom's passing for well, a man whose optimism and sheer will to keep on walking NHS inspired a COVID-weary world. Do everything we can to carry on supporting all them. those he can. painful. If we stay at home, our brilliant NHS staff and care workers. and save lives, and let's then in do the words everything of we can to carry Tomorrow on supporting them. Because if we stay at home, protect our NHS and save lives, then in the words of Captain Tom, tomorrow will be a good day. And despite the national lockdown seemingly going on for a long time here in Britain, the news is getting better in the UK with rates of infection starting to drop. We now know that 10 million people in Britain have received their first dose of a coronavirus vaccine and scientists at Oxford and AstraZeneca have confirmed they're working on what's being described as a next generation vaccine that will be used to try and uh, treat mutant strains of the virus. That's due to come out in the second half of this year, Jody. Sounds hopeful. Okay, thanks, Hugh. In sport, in a big turnaround, the St George Illawarra Dragons have stopped their discussions with controversial former Wallaby Israel Folau. Last night, the club released a statement saying they had stopped discussions around signing the former NRL star. News of the club's interest attracted criticism around the sporting world after Folau was sacked by Rugby Australia for homophobic social media posts in 2019. 
Today's Australian Open warm-up events at Melbourne Park have been called off after players and staff were put into isolation after a COVID scare. Last night, Nick Kyrgios was up to his usual antics. The Aussie star stopped play for five minutes in his second round win at the men's warm-up event after being hit with a time violation. Alex Dimonor lost to Stefanos Tsitsipas in the ATP Cup, but Australia can still mathematically reach the semis after John Millman and doubles pair John Pearce and Luke Saville won their matches in their tie against Greece. A place in the Big Bash final is on the line tonight. Heat captain Chris Lynn says his squad um, is oozing confidence to, to as they prepare and, to take on the scorchers in the uh, Challenger final. It's a great opportunity to keep showcasing our skills. Um, it's not an opportunity to, to tense up and, and doubt ourselves. Uh, we've got here for a reason. Despite Perth earning hosting rights, the game will be played at Marnica Oval in Canberra due to WA's lockdown. You can find out who will take on the Sydney Sixers in Saturday's final with every ball of the game live and free on seven. Fan favourite Matt Simon inspired the Central Coast Mariners to a dramatic comeback win over Melbourne City. Last year's grand finalists raced out to a two-goal lead before the break. In his 200th game for the Mariners, Simon set up a goal before winning and scoring a penalty to tie the scores. Central Coast's late winner was all The 3-2 win leaves the Mariners on top of the A-League ladder. Collingwood star Jordan Dugowie is set to miss the next couple of weeks with an abdominal strain, but the injury didn't stop the self-confessed rev head from buckling up and taking a hot lap around Phillip Island with supercars driver Cam Waters. I just had a little bit of a muscle in my stomach, uh, which is obviously not ideal, but in the scheme of things it's not too bad. Dugowie says he's still on track for round one when the Pies take on the Western Bulldogs. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a possible shower in Brisbane today, mostly sunny, 29 the top in Sydney, a shower or two in Canberra, becoming cloudy in Melbourne, heading for 30 degrees, showers in Hobart and in Adelaide, sunny in Perth, a top of 28 degrees, and showers with a possible storm, 31 the top in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 4th of February.